Hey, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of Just Saying. Hi, ladies. Hey, hey. how's it going? Oh, I'm coughing like a, up a lung over here. Well, so stay please, far away from I me. Am, no, I have Sam's summer call that she had a couple weeks ago. That so was like I two months it. ago. Damn it. I thought that was like yesterday. All right, I'm a little haze. I'm sitting here with the beautiful ladies, Siggy Flicker and Ooh. Sammy Sweetheart. Hey. Hi, everybody. What's going on, guys? Oh, my God. We're exhausted. <laughs> I'm so exhausted. I was so sick all weekend, but I pulled myself together, put on a little black dress, and went to Sophie Flicker's Bad Mitzvah. Which was amazing. I tagged along with you, Claire, and it was amazing, amazing. and beautiful, and I can't wait to talk about it right yeah. now. Siggy, so how, how long did you guys plan that party for? Um, For the last year. Oh my God. For the last year, I've been planning that party for my little girl. I can't tell you how The thrill- detail. The sickest party it in was the so world. Sick. I have to thank a place called The Venetian. <laughs> oh, man, it was beautiful there. I mean, so nice. who would have thought? It was like a wedding. People yes, are like, it was a wedding. what the hell is Garfield, New Jersey? I'm like, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Get in your car and look for The Venetian. What a spectacular, unbelievable place the food I, I, I'm, I'm gonna I know. Guys no I, mean, I was I so jealous I was like oh my god I wish I had a party like this yeah. when I was growing up like it was just stunning it was beautiful and there was tons of kids and it was black white and white and pink my my favorite colors mm-hmm. so the whole thing was just classy and beautiful the food was amazing yeah the food was so yeah. good and everybody was dressed in either black or white so that was a really cool visually and then there was ice sculptures with her logo and sweatshirts photo and t-shirts, booth. photo booth. I mean, cotton candy. Oh my gosh, <laughs> donuts. Wait, I can't. We need to talk about the dessert hour because so I just like walked cool. in this room and it had it was like my greatest fantasy realized. I just wanted to let all the listeners know it was popcorn, cotton candy. Um, every type of chocolate like, fountain, chocolate fountain. Well, I love how Sam's White joining chocolate. in because Sam refused to go into the dessert room. <laughs> oh no! Yes, I walked back with donuts. I, I was like, oh, I God. walked back with so much crap. And I knew Sam's that like, I was no. gonna. I knew that I was gonna put on like ten pounds if I went in there. I, I love dessert. Did. I can't it's, stop myself. So I would have eat everything. It's famous for their dessert. First of all, the cocktail hour. It, this has nothing to do with me. This is the Venetian. That this is what they're famous yes. for. But the, the you, they take you into a separate room after they do this fire display, and you walk into this room and imagine this large room with twenty five people standing behind counters, and you have an ice cream machine, a cotton candy machine, a Sunday a Sunday station. I'm sorry. Then you have a fondue tower that's six feet long and then a white chocolate fund and it just keeps going it on was like willy wonka and on. the chocolate yes. factory exactly. it came to new jersey Seriously, it was, just it was amazing amazing i just had to call sam out though for not going <laughs> i was like you're not gonna come with me she's like no i'm not going i couldn't do it i was like i i'm, no, I'm trying really you. hard to eat healthier but i really i was salivating at the mouth like every, yeah. everybody's watching me like, so shove crap in my mouth i, like, but you I knew if i went in there i would yeah. eat everything I, I told everybody don't eat on friday and saturday we're just going to roll out like bowling balls but we have to take advantage yeah. of the food situation it was amazing. so they did an amazing job and we danced and we shouted and party hardy oh, so all fun. the way we had it was just they had the best dancers Hold, can, we, can we talk about there was one little boy that was at the party he had a gold chain a fedora on mm-hmm. he he In was his swag was so cute he had the cutest little sneakers on his oh, yeah. oh, his yeah. skinny jeans um like skinny black like pant he was so 
cute. I was like, oh my god, I'm obsessed with this kid. And he was dancing, and oh, he was yeah. having the he best. Time. He was so one. cute, so cute. I don't know who he was. I don't know. Do you know it was probably about? Reese or Cooper. Or oh my god, he was, he was the cutest kid at the party. Oh, he they was just so had the best. It was all about the kids, and the kids yeah. just had the sickest time. It was they were all, so and cute. all they want to hear. All these little kids from three years old, I'm playing We Are Family. Oh. Everybody's like, uh, Ixnay on the We Are Family. Can you put on some Drake here? They went, uh-huh. I mean, did you Oh, see- my God. When they put Drake on. Oh, my God. On, how funny was Sam it? And I were dying. We were dying. We were like, oh, my God. Because they're just like, all of a sudden, these very proper the, yeah. little girls get real hood all of a sudden. We're yeah, like, who are you? Like, throwing hands. 12-year-olds throwing oh. hands in the air. Oh, yeah, yeah. me on my cell phone. Yeah. Like, get out of here. <laughs> I was dying. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was so fun. I loved every moment of yeah. it. It was so funny. Thank you so much for having yes. us. Really are you kidding me? We had such a great time. I'm honored that you guys were there. It was just, the, I have to say, when, when you see the pictures and you think, oh my God, it's like, what a theme and the and the black and white and the Chanel bottles but there was not you know like it, it wasn't was so, overdone no it was it, it's not even about that it, the, you have to say that the room was filled with such love and joy oh my gosh the, yes it was it just made and my daughter for those who don't don't know her she's just I, I just Stunning. love her heart beautiful I get it she's the most compassionate kind giving daughter and I'm just blessed I have four children and all four of them two stepchildren two children I was gonna say they're gorgeous pride They're very proud. family is Beautiful. So beautiful. They're so beautiful. Every single one of them. My, and the, even the young gentleman, I think Michael's um, son, your stepson, he was so polite talking to me class. like, hi, how are you? Tyler's Everybody so was so classy and so sweet. I just, got, I couldn't believe it. The whole, I, I loved it. It was They're just like very such welcoming. A, a great feeling being there celebrating, you know, your family yeah. with you. It's so funny. The day before Michael and I were taking, I gave everybody a sweatshirt on the way out. So <laughs> Michael and I had to go to the Venetian with 500 ba- bags of sweatshirts, right? So the I went with Josh too so the girl's like oh my god your son joshua is so gorgeous so i went like this honey my stepson's about to get off the plane from college he's flying in and when you see him you'd step on joshua's face to get to tyler like he's so hot and sweet and well-mattered and joshua's like hey thanks mom and he doesn't care because he's like me He's so confident. Just to yeah. say, yeah. hold on, me and Siggy are both wearing her daughter's sweatshirts right yeah. now. I know, I'm really <laughs> mad I didn't bring mine. I don't want to talk about it. No, but the but kids are, kids are great. sweet and good. So yeah. great. Nice, very um, nice. I need to call myself out, though, right now, because I cried like a baby during the oh slideshow. Oh, my God, I'm like, I cried. And then crying. I cried, literally bawling. And then I saw Siggy, and I was like, Siggy, it is so nice to be in a room full of people that just have so much love for each other. When, you know, nowadays, just having a mother and a father love each other, let alone, you know, two, a, a blended family and just to see all the love that was in that room was just really moving to me. And yeah. I went up to you and I said, oh, my God, see, I like it was just so moving. And I cried like a little child. She was kind of like, you're not crying out. I'm like, like, oh, I my get. God. I'm like, don't look at me. Like, no, cause I'm it's, like, you're it's, such a great person. I'm like, you're crying you know, over the sentimental, like, you yeah. know. Well, I'm just like a baby. I'm just a I, I want you to guys imagine how hard it is for people who get divorced. It's the hardest thing in the world. I can't imagine. And you have two roads to go on. When you get divorced and you have children and you know that those children are leaving your house every other weekend and they are going to be spending time with their father and his girlfriend or wife, it's like taking a knife and stabbing it in your heart. It is the, it is the most difficult thing for a woman to have to endure. 
but you have to yeah. that's life you have to endure it it's going to happen if you get divorced it's going to happen I, I was one of those kids I had every other weekend going to my dad's right so we I hated it well I said <laughs> we just to, hate it because our home like you know yeah, yeah. It's not your home. It, it, yeah. kids lives are wrecked by it yes. and and you know what there's nothing to do about it you have to be a bigger and better person and get through it and it's 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 hard but I said you know what I have two roads to travel on I can make the best of it or I can make the worst of it and your attitude is really your altitude and I said, Mark, listen, I want you to be happy. I know you're not happy with me, so why shouldn't you be happy with somebody else? So when Mark found his fiance today, Twee, I'm telling you, her, she's beautiful. I can't take I? her. Like, I love, I love her so much. That's and so nice. she has such a great character about her and her foundation is so strong. Like, she's a great person. Mm-hmm. And I always said to my kids, you go over there and you respect Twee. And what Twee says, you listen to her. And they're like, but mom, we already have a mom and this and that. And I'm like, so what? It's just one extra person to love you. It's so nice. Doesn't the that world is it- such a good outlook because it? that does not happen That's ever. It's not normal. It's not normal. Yeah, can we just talk about when we were at the party now at, you know, at Sophie's party? You're at, the way your family is, your extended family, you're, you have your ex-husband, you know, his his fiance. You have, you know, Michael there and his kids. Everybody was hugging each other and just showing love and showing such appreciation for one another. And I thought that was so beautiful and touching because, like I said, you do not see that now and then. You do not see your well, your ex-husband and you getting along or even being able to stay in the same room together. Yeah. I know families that they, they have such problems between the parents that it's so hard on the kids right. and they can't even be, bear to be in the same room. It's like right. Well, you are so lucky to have that dynamic with I your am, family. And I know that a lot of people out there are like, well, that's you know not realistic for, for that particular person. And I agree with with you. There are some times when you have to say that the person you are married to or an ex is toxic and you do not want anything to do with them. And you have to cut off all communications. And not, And I, I completely understand that. It takes two to tango. Mark and I divorced not because we cheated on each other, not because we, we, we you know, um, were mean to each other. I was not physically or emotional, emotionally abused. There are some people out there who go through a, a hard, hard marriage and a difficult divorce. And I said, you know what? It is what it is. You got to make the best of it. And for those who can't make the best of it, it is difficult. But you know what? Today, divorce is on the rise. Uh, I'm sad to, uh, you know, to it tell is you facts. So sad. You got to make what's going to make you happy because you're, if, if, if the woman's happy, then the kids are happy. And you have to lead by example. And if you're toxic or you're not toxic and you're dealing with a toxic partner, then you have to cut off all communications. No email, no cell phones, no nothing. It's as if the person didn't exist. And that goes if the kids are old enough and they all have phones. You know, all yeah. all our right, kids are old enough. Like, yeah. you know, if I if I have to say something to Sophie, I'm not calling Twee. I'm texting Sophie and saying, don't forget you have homework. I know you're at dad's house. Don't forget to, you know, that you have homework. So I'm texting my daughter or Joshua. Don't forget, you know, whatever it is that I have to do. I'm, I'm, my communication is with my kids. Right. And I have a great. You you have, you give a lot of motivation to a lot of people out there. Like I, <laughs> I see your story as a positive one. So I would want, if I was ever in a situation going through divorce, I would want 
you're like motivation. Like I would want to end up like you where you have such a great, like it doesn't have to be the best thing ever, but you, you're cordial, you're happy for your kids. And I would thank God my parents were like that with me. Not, not as much as you guys are with the love and everything, but they kept it really cordial and they were friends for their well, kids, which was great. Well, that's you because know. they really loved you. And yeah. what, what happens is, is that kids don't understand. And some kids come to me yeah. and they say, well, my parents are getting divorced and they're not doing it like you and Mark. Like Mark and I have copycat divorces. People want to copycat our divorce. <laughs> I've had you yes, show, 15 to 20 great, people you know, are going through a, a divorce thing. and they're like, let's do it like Mark and Siggy did it. But I have to say that the children out there, that the adults are only human. Like you expect mom and dad to be perfect, but they're not. And they're going to screw up. And some people... They have bad parents. Not everybody's a good parent. I'm yeah. sorry. There are bad parents out there who put their selfish needs before their kids. It's. It, I'm not trying to make anybody upset. I'm just trying to give you a simple fact in life that not everybody's good. And I tell my children that. You're going to run into bad people in life. You need to know that when somebody is bad in front of you, you walk away and you don't turn back. Life is too short to live with the drama and the negative energy. You got to just walk away and spend the least amount of time. So somebody says to me, but Siggy, I've got to see, you know, my aunt or my mom or my dad who might not be a good parent. Thanksgiving and Christmas and Easter and Hanukkah, whatever. I said, okay, but don't sit next to them. (laughs) Spend, you don't have to sit next to them and converse with them the whole time. You do what you have to do. I also didn't want to go to class. I still got up every day and went to class. I don't like social studies. Right. Sometimes in life, you have to do what you have to do. A lot of people don't want to go to work. They want to win the lottery. Let's take a step back, not just from like marriage and divorce. What about just like a regular relationship? So I have friends that are really good friends with their exes. Actually, a girl on Instagram, Jess, Jessica said that um, she's good friends with one of her ex-boyfriends and people always think it's so bizarre. I have never been in the situation where I could actually be friends with my exes. I could, but they never wanted to be friends with me. I totally understand that. I, I have been very fortunate and I've been the bitch that always breaks up with the guy. So I think it would probably be different if they were dumping my ass. Right. But I haven't been in that situation. So is it okay to be friends with your exes? Absolutely. I think it's okay. I think, listen, I think it's healthy to have healthy relationships in your life. So if you are dating somebody out there and the both of you were no longer compatible, you went your separate ways. As long as there was no physical or emotional abuse, Mm -hmm. as long as nothing tragic happened where it's going to alter your life or you really are scarred from that relationship... Why not be friends? People say to me all the time, it's so weird how you're close to Mark. You guys vacation together. He, he comes over on Sundays with Twee and the most gorgeous little baby. Oh, he's so cute. So Watch cute. it. So mushy. And I say, I know it's weird, but I'm not living my life so you can understand my right. life. So <laughs> the problem is- with, I don't care. Yeah, the problem is with that is like now you're friends with your ex, but when they go to date someone else or you go to date someone else and you meet somebody else who's like, what do you mean you're, you're friends with no, that's like, so That was going to be my next question. Yeah, that could kind of be like, you know, yes. an uncomfortable situation it is. for people who are dating who want to meet somebody else who are friends with their and ex. you have to ease into it. If you're dating a secure man, he's not going to have a problem with it. If you're dating a secure man that says, wait a second, this is foreign to me. So if something is foreign to, to anybody, it's just like the, for, the, for the first time I had sushi, it was foreign. I grew up, not you know, having cheese fries at the <laughs> Yum, I'm just saying. And the first time I tried sushi, I was a little bit older. Now I'm obsessed with sushi. You got to ease people into yes. it. Listen, I had an ex-boyfriend. We broke up. He's still close in my life. Now, you don't bring him around because I really do think that if you have a child with somebody, right. 
there is no getting that's away. Different. That's, that's true. Different. But that's I think very if different. it's like a You're regular, full, right. non, you know, childbearing relationship, right. I just feel like mm-hmm. if you're honest with your new boyfriend or girlfriend about your past and say, listen, like I do have a relationship, a friendship with my ex and, you know, I just don't, I, I think if you do it the right way. Would you, I, I have a question, okay. would you, if Dave was really close with his ex and you just met, would you be okay with it? I would. Because I'm like the creep and like weirdo, like, okay, tell me everything. Like, tell me what happened. Like, da 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 Like, I had like. But what if he's going back to her and then talking about you? Um, I don't, I think it really would just, I would that smile bother you? on my face for people like You would keep me. it. <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't, I don't know. I think that in, in theory, I think I'd be like, oh, whatever, it's fine. But like I've never down, been in that. Maybe, but it might maybe deep you? down, I'd be like, well, why don't you just talk to me about it? Like, yeah. Why? See, yeah. I would be bothered by it. I would be bothered if my, if the guy I'm like, Okay, he's friends with his ex, great. But if he's talking to now his ex about me, that would bother yeah, me. I would, I, I, I am, and I'm just being honest. I would not if I didn't have children involved. I would not want a relationship with Mark. Mm-hmm. Meaning, I, I think he's a great guy. He's the right. funniest, and I love him. But, you know, I, I love him as a person. But I look at Mark and love him because he gave me Sophie and Joshua. Right. So, but if Mark and I were married and we didn't have any kids and we got divorced, I'd be like, see ya, and wouldn't want to be ya. Right. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't want to be phony about it. That's I would have nice. nothing to freaking do with him. I have something to do with him, and we make this relationship work, and we get along better now that we're divorced. Yeah. And it's wonderful That's because great. we have a common interest. We're constantly talking about the children that we created. Mm-hmm. That's it. And Michael, oh, we're talking about an Italian stallion. He was not okay with it in the beginning. Let me tell you something. He's like, what? You're friends with your ex? Wait, 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 what? I said, Michael, Mark is not a bad guy. Why don't you come meet him? And once he met Mark and, and he saw the dynamic, even his friends were like, what? And they saw the dynamic. Everybody's like, oh, we get it. We get it. We get it. But it took him a long time to even put, to, to wrap his brain around it. It's, it's hard. not normal. Yeah, it's a hard like thing to be to be involved with somebody who's involved with their ex still, yeah. I think. But I think it's okay to be friends with your ex. I don't yeah. think, yeah, I think it's anything's okay. Anything's wrong with that. And I remember the first time putting Sophie and Joshua and, and Mark came to pick them up and he was taking them for the weekend. And Sophie turned around and she said, Mommy, are you gonna be okay? And all Aww. of a sudden, because she knew that I was going to be alone for the weekend, Aww. and I started bawling. And I said, "Sophie, I'm gonna. Of course, I'm gonna be okay." And then, and then Mark turned around and says, "You, your mother talks so much. She's gonna talk to herself all weekend, have the best time." <laughs> and that's when I said, "Mark, thank you. like we yeah, we, we yeah. try to make light of it." And I was like, oh, and, "And Joshua was like, Mom, we'll call you. Like the kids, yeah, they, they go like, through yes. so much, and they're yep. in the middle. Like, okay, we're with Daddy, but we're worried about Mommy. But we really want Mommy and then Daddy." be together and, and I was like okay and Mark's like don't even worry honey she's going to entertain herself all weekend that's half of the reason why I can't be with her she just never <laughs> shuts up that's great I'm I like that's coughing really up a lung over here laughing so hard Siggy you cracked me up okay so we've talked about you know signs of whenever you're in like a really good relationship and you know you have the butterflies and when you like can't stop talking and you're up till 6 o'clock in the morning having that amazing conversation what are some signs that you know what you're like now it's time to get out of this relationship because I've been in certain relationships where there were signs the entire time but it took me to get out of the relationship to see all the signs that I should have broken up with them you know months before when it's not physical abuse you know something that someone says okay well he never hit me he never did this he never did that but there were other sort of signs right that I should have left okay. earlier. So here are the signs. When your partner is no longer making an effort to be with you. 
when your partner is no longer doing the things he should have done. For example, Claire's coughing up a lung. I'm literally choking <laughs> right. to death. I'm so, so sorry, Elizabeth. You're in a healthy, beautiful relationship. <laughs> but if it, you call up Dave and say, I'm really not feeling well, Dave comes over with soup or he says, babe, can I pick up your, your yeah. something at CVS for you? I mean, when somebody Which is- he did, just to say. Aww. Okay, we were supposed to go to, okay, to, go. We were supposed to, go to AC you have a on winner Friday. There. We didn't yes. go because I was so sick. There you go. Yes. Yes. So- um, when your partner is no longer making that effort to make you happy mm-hmm. and it happens you know after you're married to work has to be involved that's why people get divorced because they they don't want to make the effort anymore yeah so after this weekend both of my ankles are shot from going crazy and being and looking dancing. so flab. so hard yeah so I, I, I didn't eat for 10 days i wore 19 spanks and now i look like a bowling ball again because <laughs> no, i'm eating but anyway but the point that i'm trying to make is michael goes can i get you your slippers are you okay do you yeah. want to elevate oh, your feet so sweet no, no, but, i love but, it when your partner doesn't want to, like, oh, honey, um, my parents are having dinner and they really want you to come. Honey, I'm gonna go. Ha- I'm gonna go out with the guys. When your partner is no longer making an effort for you, that means that he's maybe losing interest or he's not that into you anymore. Yeah, and that's fine. I agree. That's with fine. All that. Let me tell you something. Nobody is interesting if they don't have bruises, scars, and scrapes. Character, character is built. When you, ha- when you have life lessons, when you fall flat on your face and when you have a little bit of bruises and scars and you're able to talk about past experiences, that's what makes you interesting. People come out and they're like, hi, I'm a good chip. La- Everything's perfect. Lollipop. And everybody loves me and I'm just great and I don't have any stories because my life is perfect. They're, they're full boring. of yeah. it. And boring. Usually the perfect ones right. are boring. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But when you say, listen, I had some struggles, I had this, now you have something called character. There is nothing more extra. When I talk about waiting tables at TGI Fridays and putting myself through college and smelling like mushroom chicken mushroom, people are like, why do you talk about that? I'm like, because I'm proud of where I've been and <laughs> yeah. where I came from. I'm sorry that I didn't grow up in Lottie Dada land. I mean, but I'm just saying bruises, scars and scrapes builds character. Nobody who's ever made it to the top, not Oprah, not anybody that you admire, not Michael Jordan, whoever it is that you admired, they failed many times. So if you're in a relationship and it's over, you got to just pick yourself up and say, listen, this is what I learned. I learned who I am. I know my worth. And I'm not going to be in a relationship for somebody who doesn't want to bring me chicken soup or somebody who (laughs) knows that I'm sick. it's so true, though. It is. I think you said everything perfect, Siggy. I think, you know, when it comes to relationships, if somebody's not giving you the attention you need anymore, then you got, then it's pretty much done. How important do you think marriage is, Sam? Like, in a relationship. Because I feel like me and you are super independent. Yeah. Even though I am in a serious relationship. But, like, I'm a very independent girl. And you are. I can't wait to get married. But you know what? There was a while where I was like, I'm not ready to get married. And I wanted to make sure I was in the right place before I could be a really good Which, partner. Like, a lot of people don't have that outlook on life. Like, you and, like Siggy said, you're brought up from a young age, like, with all these fairy tales and yes. stuff to get married and all this stuff. Right. Exactly. So you're, you automatically think, like, when you're dating someone that you want to marry them. That's just how we're, like, us women are, I feel like, bred. So I, I love marriage. One day I would love to get married. I think that's important. I think having, you know, a team and for a family is a great thing. I think marriage is a beautiful thing, but it'll happen when the time's right. I'm not in a rush to get married because I know a lot of people that rush to get married and their marriage fizzled because they forgot to look around the whole, like who they really were. They didn't really get to know each other for who they were. And it, it's it's difficult now for them. And they're div- a lot of people I know are divorced because of it. So I'm not in a rush. I'm 28 years old. I'm going slow, but I do believe in marriage and love and I, I love it and I think it's a great thing. Boom, Boom. shakalaka. And by the way, <laughs> that was a good answer. Yes, by the way, today people 
listen, I'm not a big believer in marriage either. I'm not. I love the fact that I'm married. But I also think that Kurt Douglas and, and Goldie Hawn did the right th- I mean, look at their relationship. They didn't have to have a piece of paper that yes. proved their love. Yeah. I mean, when you have somebody that's committed to you, you know, usually people get married. I, I, I hate to bring this up for financial reasons. It makes health insurance easier. It makes your will, whatever true. it is. That's very true, though. No, You're but speaking I, the truth. I'm speaking from my heart, but I'm just saying you don't need to get married to have a wonderful, loving relationship or a life. Right. And, and a lot of it, people are brought up that way, thinking right. that's the thing. That well, that. It's, it's, that's why it's drilled into I your wrote, brain. That's why I wrote yes. the book, Write Your Own Fairy Tale. It's all about living life authentic, true to who you are, making the best of it. It and not giving anybody the power to ever take anything away from you. You drive your car. People who love you will sit next to you. And people who don't can get in the back seat or in the trunk or you can leave them on the sidewalk. I don't care where. Love it. But you write <laughs> your own fairy tale. That's the bottom line. It's not about being yes. healthy. I mean, it's not about being in a relationship. It's about being healthy, happy, and true to who you are. That's the best life that you could ever have yeah. if you do. Yeah. You have to be okay with yourself in every sort of aspect yes. before you can be a good so partner in I life. I think Claire, you're doing the right thing. Like you're you are you. ready and like, you know, I love Thank that. You, Sam. A lot of a Thank lot you, of Siggy. more women should have that outlook, yes. you know, growing up. I do think it's a lot I do think you're right. We have been told since we were little and there's always like yeah. with fair actual fairy tales, these Disney stories like mm-hmm. you're looking for your prince charming, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. I have friends that are single and are like just they just want to get married. They just want to get married. I'm like, "Why? Have fun. Be single." Nothing like, we nothing yeah. changes when you get married. No. It's still the it's, same just, relationship. That's the thing. But I'm just saying like you just you might know, have some why, kids that are come along with Why it. are you dying to get yeah. married so bad? And why are you di- like you know, figure your shit out first, and then yeah. it will happen when you least expect it. Yes, and I always say, being single isn't going to kill you. No, it's going to make a, you a better person. And being in a relationship isn't going to heal you. If you that was in your book, Aretta. Yes, no, <laughs> I'm just saying, love who you are yeah. first. So when somebody comes, they compliment. You're the picture. It's just a frame going around that picture compliments you. But a lot of people look at marriage like it's their life savior. You know, like here I am. You know, I'm out in the ocean. Yeah. Please, please help well, me. Which is so stupid. Well, a lot of old school families. I know. Like I know. my, you know, my traditions in my family, like my mo- mother's Greek, my dad's Italian, but they they want you to get married and then have babies. Uh-huh. They think that that's the way, like, you know, that's the way it should be. You shouldn't live with your boyfriend. That's, this is how, like, growing up, Obviously, we didn't. I didn't follow the rules very well. But you should never live with, you know, a boyfriend. You should get married first and live with them. Blah blah blah. But that's the old school way that their cultures are that my parents, you know, grew up with. Mm-hmm. It's like my mom's Greek, so she was my her, my grandfather came from Greece, so he wanted my mother to find a nice Greek boy. Mm-hmm. Of course, she didn't, and she rebelled, and she found like right. my now father, Italian. who's Italian, and didn't go by that. But that's just how you know the families were raised back then. So I think it also has to do with culture and like. The mm-hmm. way you were raised as well, you know, with getting but, married. But times, have, cha- times yes. have changed. Listen, we have cars. We're not on camels anymore. I mean, everybody's got to get with the program today. Love comes for everybody. Two women, two men, uh, transgender, yes. bi, whatever it is. Honey, love is love. You got to do what's good for you. And although we all want to please our parents and do the right thing by our parents, our parents are not living our life. It's, it's your life. You're living it. And you've got to do what's good for you. I love exactly. that. Exactly. I love that too. I'm really excited because we have our first caller. No, we don't. Yes, we Please, do. I'm so excited. Joan from Zeus, the number one dating app. Joan, how are you today? Hi, Joan. Hey, Hello, Joan. Ladies. 
Joan Hi, is I'm so excited to be with you. Joan, Hi. I think we're just as excited as you are. No, actually. we're more excited because I'm in love with Zeus. <laughs> I think that the, you you guys are run by like mad scientists behind the scenes. I was telling the girls last week, Joan. This is Siggy, by the way. Hi. I was telling the Hi. girls. I was telling the girls last week that you guys go over and beyond to try to really send people the right matches and suggest right matches. So we're so excited that we're talking to you right now. Yeah, totally. And you are their in-house <laughs> dating expert, and you're also the editor in chief on the blog. So give us some fun stats. Like I feel like you know you can um, enlighten us and our viewers or listeners right now on some of the Zeus things you guys have been finding recently. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, you know, as you know, we have all of this technology available to us. Mm-hmm. And even though the technology makes it, you know, easier than ever to date, it's important to figure out what is actually normal here. Um, yeah. You know, obviously people are different, but we polled over 12,000 of our members to figure out what, it, what would work for them in terms of a long distance relationship. Oh, now, I, I was in a long distance oh. relationship. I've been. Well, I think. The, we, I, I feel, feel like, like I still all. am yes, in a long yeah. distance relationship. Oh no, you're not. Stop I it. I know. It's only an hour away. It used to be two hours away. That's not long now. distance. It's long distance to me. But well, I only see you on the weekend. I feel like that's long distance. Wait, what determines a long distance relationship? Good question. That is a great question. So a lot of times, a long distance relationship happens when two parties are separated by a distance that makes daily interaction impossible or extremely (laughs) inconvenient Mm -hmm. to the point where it just can't happen. And there are a lot of reasons that lead to that. So when we were asking our members, you know, how would you handle this? Their answers were really interesting. Now, a lot of times what I thought was kind of wild was that women and men had a lot of the same thoughts about it. So, For example, both women and men said that they would communicate every day. And, you know, as you can imagine, of course, more women wanted to communicate every day than men. Right. But But I do think that's percentage was pretty equal. Joan, don't you find that kind of like that makes sense because it's 2015 and you can literally contact your significant other Mm -hmm. through email, through text message, through Snapchat, through Instagram. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can contact someone so many ways nowadays Mm -hmm. that if they don't want to keep in contact with you daily, like that's got to be a red flag. Right, Siggy? Absolutely. Joan, by the way, I'm married today. My husband, Michael, and I, we started out in a long distance relationship. I I lived in Florida. He lived in New York. And I am a very big believer. I'm a very big believer in long distance relationship. I think it's the healthiest thing not to see each other all the time. I agree. It creates the mystery every two weeks when I didn't have the kids. Every other weekend, he would fly in or I would fly in and we would see each other. And we it was just magical. And we did it for two years until I was able to leave Florida and move to New York to be with him. And my ex-husband also came. It was like a whole thing. I would I didn't want to leave That's my so kid. Good. I didn't want to leave Sophie and Joshua and say, "Well, <laughs> I found love." So, but your dad's in Florida. Right, Mark right. moved as well, and my ex-husband, you know, is is very happy here. But I am a big believer that men are hunters. They want the challenge. So, for all you listeners out there, if you're in a long distance relationship. Don't listen to anybody. It can work, right, Joan? It can absolutely work. You just, two people need to tango. Well, Joan, what are the statistics with that, with long-distance dating now? You know, what is, yeah, what? I mean, that, 
Tiki's actually speaking to a really relevant point that our data confirmed, and that's that both men and women said they would need to see their partner about every two weeks to make mm-hmm. a long-distance relationship oh, good. worthwhile. So two so weeks Tiki's is the perfect right time. Point. Right, and now think about it, ladies. For two weeks, you could lose weight. You could get yourself together. You could, oh, yeah, give like, me a juice cleanse. No, I'll be skinny right? in two weeks. So no, seriously, but, I'm, tr- I'm being honest. No, but you're I, so right, Ziggy. No, but, I'm telling you. Sam, clear. after I got off the plane, after a, a weekend of indulging in fabulous wine <laughs> and whatever it was, whatever it was, and f- phenomenal sex, I'm sorry, i got to be real. I mean, <laughs> you know, we were we were together for two years. I'm telling you that the next day would be like, okay, i got to get, you know, work out. i got to go to work. i got to focus on the children. i got to do what I have to do. But it was so exciting. And every day I'd be like, Michael, ten more days. Yeah. Nine. Eight. No, it's and so And it was nice. just like the butterflies. And when I got off the plane, I used to run into his uh, arms. It was, I know it's a little bit cheesy and corny, but I'm a true believer in mystery is key in any relationship. I believe mm-hmm. that as well. So when somebody knocks on your door and they live in Chicago and you live in, in Boston, it can happen. It can work if you guys make the effort. People who see each other every day and have to talk on the phone 19 times a day. I hate talking oh, on the phone. Just it gets old. Fizzles. It gets yeah. old. Yeah. old and comfortable. Yes. Well, so- one thing that's interesting about the distance is that it forces both parties to be super intentional about their partners. Yeah, that's so very you're true. you're not going to end up in some, like, ho-hum relationship. Mm-hmm. You know that if that man is getting plane tickets and he's renting cars or, mm-hmm. he, or he's driving three hours to come see you, mm-hmm. plus, you know that he's in it to win it. And Absolutely. I think it really heightens the passion and excitement like Siggy was talking about. I, I really like how we're we're talking about long distance in a positive light. Because usually when people think long distance relationships, they think of it like negative, like right. it's never going to work out. So I like how Joan totally. is even bringing the right. statistics to prove that it can work out. And it is and, it could be a great thing. And you too, Siggy, you're saying, yeah. your story just proves that it can work out. Right. And Joan, it, I agree with Sam. And I, I love the statistics. And when I was dating Michael from Florida and... Um, I was divorced and I people were like why would you want to date anybody in New York find somebody here so I did go on dates and I'm like but but when you have a connection with somebody and you have chemistry with somebody don't let it go because it's he's in another state you know unless there's no way that you two are going to be together when I met Michael he says I don't want to get married and I said neither do I I mean, it was, but you never know where that's going to end no, up. No, no, you're right. That's just after, funny because I know where you are after, now. You're right, so right. happily yeah. married. It, after six yeah. months of being together, he was like, when are we getting married? When are we getting married? When are we getting right. married? When are we getting married? I'm like, I don't know. When are we going to get married? Anything is possible. So there is hope out there if you are in a long-distance relationship. I think that long-distance relationships are great. Also, I think that a lot of women, me being one of them, I will totally put myself in this group, whenever you're in a new sort of situation you want to be with that person all the time and then you kind of become that crazy girl that's like I need to see him Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday and then you lose yourself you lose your friends that's how I was with all my previous relationships I was like just I was in this world of just Claire and whoever and Dave and I lived two hours away from each other, and that actually really helped us, and it helped me as an individual because it made me That's realize good. like I don't I can be in a relationship and still do other things and, and still be life. myself, yeah, and have a life, which is good. This right, is actually right. good, yeah, Claire, with your relationship with um, Dave because you you don't lose yourself like you said in a relationship like you're not just all about that one person so yeah. you still have your friends you mm-hmm. still can go out you still spend time with your family which is such a healthy it's so thing important. in a relationship yeah mm-hmm. it really is. 
Well, Claire, it's also a more mature approach to relationship. If you yeah, think about I mean, now it. that I'm, I'm actually I'm 30 now. Today is my birthday. So <laughs> happy birthday! <laughs> happy birthday, Claire! Shout out to Claire, and also shout out to our manager, Karen. Karen, also happy birthday, birthday to you as well. <laughs> happy birthday! So I think I think it came with the age, <laughs> the age, and all my previous boyfriends that are apparently. How does it feel to be in your thirties? <laughs> um, it's fine. I have a little bit of a cold, but besides that, it's good. oh, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> age ain't nothing but a number, honey. Yeah, girl. <laughs> So Siggy was taught, mentioned something that's really interesting. A lot of her friends in New York said, come on, Siggy, why aren't you dating somebody in New York? And I want to talk about this convenience factor mm-hmm. because something that was really weird about our data was that, you know, when we asked respondents, you know, would you settle for someone closer just out of convenience? I don't think you Women should settle. Oh, sorry. What is it? What is it? Dun, 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 dun. Okay, okay, so here we go. Women are 40% more likely not to settle. Awesome. Awesome. That's a huge percentage. 40% is huge. Huge. Yeah. All the women independent. Right. So even though women would, you know, even though men are more open to considering the distance, it is women who are saying, listen, if it starts to get rough, I'm going to stick in it because this is more important to me and I will make it work if he's worthy. Yeah, so, totally. I love that. I love Pretty it. interesting. Mm-hmm. Joan, I love but you. But it says a lot about Siggy's spouse. <laughs> yes. You know, Joan, she said, wow, this is tough. Yep. I <laughs> love your stats. I love you because usually I listen to, you know, other people who are in the industry and in relationships and experts in this industry. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You are right on the money. When it is about love, uh, if a man wants a woman, he will move mountains to be with that woman. When it's meant to be, it's meant to be. And if it's not, you just got to walk away and keep fighting for, for the right person. Because a man should always like a love a woman a little bit more. But men want to chase. They love the mystery. So it really doesn't matter where you are. And women don't need to settle. I have they a will- question, Siggy, for you. And then, Joan, I have a feeling you have a statistic about sure. this. When, how do you know if the long distance relationship, bleh, long distance relationship is worth the long distance, is worth the effort? Okay. You probably just feel it in your gut and your soul. Sam's absolutely right. When something is working, people are like, I don't understand. Your relationship is so easy. When it's easy, when you don't have to say, okay, he's, is he coming in? Is he not? Is he texting me? Why didn't he call me? When, when, when you're feeling good, you know, when you're, you're feeling good, then it's working. When you're not feeling good. It's time to end it. When it's something is not right, it's either time to discuss it or getting out, get it out. But in the first three to six months, you should be on relationship bliss. Yes. Things should be moving along really, <laughs> really easy. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I go into the rules, and I, I just want to put in a plug because it's really important. My book comes out in two days. Joan, I'm so excited because I talk about all these things in my, in my book. It's called Write Your Own Fairy Tale. It's coming out. You can order it now on Amazon. Yes. I just got my copy. I, I am my copy. I am reading it and I love it. Right. So in the book, I talk about when things are going right, it's just easy. You, you're just you're just living your life and, and you're just happy. And you're almost afraid to talk about it because you're like, whoa, this is not like my other relationships. Mm-hmm. It's not like, why is it so easy? You actually enjoy spending time. You never have to worry about things. And women want that passion. Women want that chemistry. So do men. 
But women, listen to me. Men want to, they want to fight for you. So don't make it easy on them. Don't make it easy on them. Let them do all the work in the first three to six months. And then, okay, then we start to, to, to kick in and do what we're the best at doing. I agree with you, Siggy, on that. Yeah. Taking care of everybody. Joan, do you have any more fun statistics for us? Absolutely. I echo Siggy's, um, I echo Siggy's thoughts exactly. It comes down to, one, what Siggy was talking about, feeling good and having the chemistry, but also about this concept of work. If that long-distance relationship feels like work, like you have to check in or else, you know, that... Oh, person the on the other end like, is going to get jealous or whatever, yeah. then it's going to implode. You just have to walk away because it's not sustainable, you know, and who has time for that? Exactly. But a lot of times, you know, kind of like what, you know, Siggy was talking about before is that a lot, a lot of these long distance relationships and the decision to get in them, it's because you really don't have a choice. You meet some guy or some woman and the chemistry is so evident and so obvious that you can't walk away and it it's pervasive and it just you know moves all through you so suddenly that distance you find ways to work and it gets expensive and it gets you know it's a lot of effort that goes into it but you know what choice do you really have you can't, yeah, it's and it's the greatest feeling in the world. I remember when I met Michael. I met Michael at a place called Blend in Ridgewood, New Jersey, and he was waiting for a friend. And my girlfriend knew him, and she started talking. And I, I discussed that in the book. When you're single, you should also not go out with other single women. You should go out with women who are there in happy, healthy relationships, who love you, who are going to help you in your situation. But making a long story short, Jennifer approached Michael. I got on a plane the next morning, and I said, Jennifer, I. Can't can't stop thinking about this man but I'm gonna get I'm gonna get him out of my head because I'm going back to Florida and he's here and it's just I got to get him out of my head and then I couldn't get him out of my head and then the phone calls came and the relationship blossomed I have a question who set it up did your friend give him your number did he ask you for his your number Sam I'm exactly like you like you should be my daughter (laughs) I said to him I I, I, and I don't and this is not a rule and I, I don't talk uh, he said to me, "Can I have your number?" And I said to him, um, "I don't, I don't give up my number. Oh. I'll take your number." <gasps> nice. And then I walked away, and I said, "Jennifer, you're going to be the buffer, <laughs> and you see him in town. You better make sure that that man." Please, Jennifer, I can't stop thinking about him already. Like, he's got to call me. <laughs> oh, that's so And I nice. waited and I waited and um, he called and I kept trying to keep it cool, calm. I had butterfly. I was so excited when he called me. I was jumping up and down and I'm in Florida and I'm thinking, he's like, when are you coming back? And I'm like, oh, I'm going to come back in two weeks because my sister and my best friend live here. Oh, nice. And then I came back and we went out to dinner, but I let him do the work. And I continued to let him do the work. And not just to do the work like I didn't do anything. I would wait for him to text and say, I'm thinking about you. And then I would respond, oh, my God, I was just thinking about you, too. I hope you're having a great day. Really simple. I have a question because now that we're talking about this, like you kind of you did the right thing. Like you you had your friend, you know, help you get Mm -hmm. the number, give him your number. But I have a, do you have a statistic for this for Zeus? Like do more girls approach guys on Zeus or do guys approach women on Zeus? Awesome question. Awesome question. So the deal with this is, is that typically more men initiate conversations. However, if a woman sends a message to a man, she is four times more likely to get a response. Wow. So what this, yeah, so what this tells us is that, ladies, if you make the first move online, 
chances are you're going to get a message back into your inbox. And, you know, for men, it, it should not be, you know, bad news and no reason to stop sending those first messages. It's just that women really have the upper hand when it comes to initiating those online dating conversations. Wow. Really cool, huh? So cool. <laughs> well, I'm a little old-fashioned, so I don't know. I, w- I would be nervous. I w- I don't like doing that. I don't like approaching like yes, people but, like that. And I'm with, I'm with Sam, but 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 it's it's so um, it's interesting what Joan's saying, and I get it. So this is online, Sam. Yeah. So imagine you're online and you're you see right, somebody, right, right. And, and you're saying, "Wow, you, I love your profile," or "I love the fact that you love animals." I'm a love a simple message, not I think you're hot. Not I like, want you let's to ask hook me up. out. Yeah, 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 right. And then he's like, "Wow, this girl's cool. We have something in common. Let me just." get back to you know and then he starts doing the work because a lot of men Joan if you would agree me are intimidated they are intimidated to make the first move you know women today are we're we're the most powerful creatures and we're we're no longer behind the scenes like we were 50 years ago or maybe 80 or whatever today we're running the world yeah (laughs) so a lot of men sometimes they say I have clients who say, I'm afraid to approach a woman. Now, if you are in a bar and you're beautiful and you're, and you are a celebrity and you are, you know, you've got your, your shit together. I'm sorry for saying that, but (laughs) I'm just saying a man might feel intimidated (laughs) to approach you. So if you say, Hey, by the way, I'm just saying, you know what? My, my cousin has the same tie or shirt. I'm just being corny or I love that. I saw that. I saw what you just, if you just give them an opening then they can take it and run with it. But it's only a little opening. So online, you're just mentioning a comment, and that can lead into them now chasing you down. Well, for my mom, I'm always like, don't write a message. I'm like, no, they should be writing you messages. So she tries the online dating, you know, stuff. We talked about this before. So I'm always like, what do you mean you write them messages? I'm like, no, don't write them messages. But it's interesting to find out that actually a lot of women do approach men online. Mm And, you know, the statistic says it, it just proves that it's okay for a woman to approach a guy. Yeah. Right. That was great. Joan, thank oh, you so much. Okay. Joan, thank you so much for oh. calling in today. Zeusk is the number one dating app, which will make sure that Sam's mom's going to be on it. She yes. is on it, there I think. There you go. She's yes, on she it. Is. And all I my clients are on Zeusk, and I love Zeusk. And Joan, we want to hear from you a lot more because I love these I love these yeah. stats. I love them. Yes. Wonderful. Thanks so much, Anytime, John. ladies. Anytime. And happy birthday, Claire. I'm oh, so happy. Thank you so much. Thanks I appreciate so much. it. <laughs> Thanks, Thank you Joan. so much, Joan. Good one, ladies. Bye-bye. Um, we need to give a big shout-out to our followers on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Thanks for always giving us your input. I yes. love our listeners. Seriously. Don't you? Best. The best. The best. When you guys send us questions, we like yeah. write them down. We get so excited because we, we're not doing this for ourselves. We're, we're doing it for everybody out there. And yeah. we all want to We want to grow with you and we want to help yeah. you in any way that we can. I like to shout people out. And this one this Do you one have a good girl, shout out? She direct messaged me. And usually I don't read those. But I, I don't know how to, to read I mine. To, I don't know how to respond back or whatever. I think you have to like accept or allow. I don't know. There's. It's confusing. But this girl <laughs> wrote me a nice message, and I just wanted to shout her out. She's like, hey, Stanley, you'll probably never read this, but in case you do, I just want to say thank you for being such an inspiration. I truly love the podcast. They literally make my day. Keep up the good work, and thank you for always being true to yourself and for making us fans get to know you more through the podcast. God bless. Ciao, Bella. Amanda. And this is from Amanda, Amanda. Pieranti on Instagram. So thank Amanda. you, Amanda. I love that. that was so, I love yeah. good feedback. That yeah. makes that me feel really good. That was really nice. It made my day, so thank you. That yes. just made my day. And it, just, it wasn't even too It made me feel good. Yeah. Like, 
yeah. feel good. A small little message like that can literally change your whole outlook on yeah. a Look day. At me. Like we're yeah. it wasn't about like we're smiling. We're smiling. Claire and I yeah, are smiling. Just, like, I'm we sure you guys it. get like tons of nice messages all we the time. We really do. We really lo- we really do love all of our listeners out there. So thank you so much. Okay, before we go, <laughs> my hangover report obviously has to do with the bat mitzvah because that's the only thing I did this weekend that was fun, and. We learned a little thing about Sigalit this weekend. Oh, Why? yes, we Sam. did. What? So, Siggy <laughs> talks a big game when it comes to drinking. Oh, it's, oh yes, we learned this. She talks a big game, says she could throw him back. She oh, always drinks yes. too much. And Okay, Sig <laughs> has one drink. Her nose turns red, and then she's done. Oh, bright red, done. and then she's done. How did you know? Wait, my nose Alexis? Th- What's her name, Alexis? Oh, <laughs> Alexis. <laughs> Alexis Radish. You're in trouble. So You're so I don't, I can't handle, like, I'm, she goes, she's like, she can't drink. She's like, I hear her on the like, podcast being like, oh, I had all these drinks. She's like, she is lying to you. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, don't let Siggy fool you, girl. She's something. like, I'm going to tell you the truth, and yes. you have to bring this let up. Let me just say yes. something. My best friend, Jennifer Gutterman Fessler, <laughs> can, can have seven glasses of wine and never shiver, shake. She's my type so, of girl. My type of girl. <laughs> yeah. So my sister and I, who are lightweights, I know it sounds so pathetic, but we try to like we, we try, yeah, you to, try like, to hang. I no, understand. I'm trying to like yeah. keep up. Yeah, Meanwhile, I'm exiting at nine thirty. I'm running out the Ready door. For a bed. But my nose, oh, Alexis, you're dead. Wait, my <laughs> nose turns tip, like Rudolph. The, the tip red of her nose, nose gets just red. Gets red, and it's so funny. She said this to us in the beginning of the, in the beginning of the event. Yeah, and oh I was God, looking so for her, and I'm that. like, oh my gosh. There's the, the the red tip. Yes, there it is. And it you know what? So the cute. whole time people are like, maybe you should go brush up and, and you know powder, powder your nose. Oh, and I'm no. like, no, you look beautiful. This is no way. I'm sweating and I'm having a good time. Yeah. I don't really care. I'm just woohoo. Every picture of me is like my hands are up in the hair, my hair's a mess. I'm like, wow, the day's yeah, finally it was here. So fun. Yeah. Um, that's but, so funny that she said that. What yeah. a good hangover report. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Um, we love all of you. And we'll see and you next week. Yeah, just saying. Tune in next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everybody.